Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I'm very excited to have Angie Correa be one of our guests today. And before we actually dive deep with our beautiful friend, Angie, I wanted to remind you that December 11th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I have a manifestation and vision board session free. You're all invited. Well, actually, we have limited seating. However, I would love to see you there. All you have to do is just register. You will find that on the show notes. And it's so easy peasy. You'll be welcome into our tribe and we'll be ready to manifest on December 11th, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time via Zoom. So please, 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 I'd love to see you there. And let's get started to manifest. So now without further ado, I'm going to introduce our beautiful friend. Angie Correa brings 20 years of experience leveraging digital and video to build, engage audiences for brands. From ad sales and sales marketing to branding entertainment solutions, Angie's experience has put her at the forefront of digital video platform innovation at category leaders in both the general and Hispanic markets, including Terra, Demand Media, NBC, Universal, Yahoo, Maxim, and the Spanish Broadcasting System. Converting ideas and opportunity into brand impact with today's consumer is her sweet spot. She delivers results by igniting teams and people in both their professional and personal lives. Since 2011, she has worked as a fitness and wellness coach, helping women realize their health and fitness goals. She also leads a team of nearly 400 coaches. Her mantra is consistent work equals results. She has taken her years of corporate and life experience and uses those tools to help her clients love themselves and overcome past trauma and manage their mindset. Angie will help 
her client develop courageous action and align in her heart and mind with her intended desire. She will help you see and understand yourself from a different place and experience your life with newfound courage, empowerment, and abundance. She's an executive coach. She's a powerhouse, and I can't wait for you to get to know her. Without further ado, this is Angie. Hello, 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 amigas out there in the world. Welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. And as always, I have some badass Latinas as guests. And this one, okay, you're in for a wonderful treat. I adore this woman. Her name is Angie Correa. And Angie is not only this badass Latina, she is an executive coach. And you know who she Coaches, powerhouse women. Of course she does. So I'm so, so happy to see her here, be with us. And I want her to tell you everything about her because you're going to adore just as much as I adore her. So Angie, welcome, welcome, my love to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are amazing. And I love this title. It's like, yes. (laughs) Yes. When people ask me what to do, I'm like, handle it. Handle Handle it. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, I I always felt that it was super important for us to say those words Mm -hmm. because, you know, as Latinas, we kind of have to shy away and go with the mainstream. Little girl. Yeah. Girl. And I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) She's going all out today. All out. out. I'm going in with a fight. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so excited to have you here. And I, I, you know, you're, I met you a year ago and who knew how fast time would be that we would be in COVID times like that. It was not even like within our future. Like we were planning 2020, like, oh my God, the stars are aligned. We are out there speaking, handling our shit. And then this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A girl, I know you're an executive powerhouse, so I know that you are handling it really well during this pandemic. So yeah. I, I want our amigas to find yeah. out who you are, where you came from, and why is it that you are handling your shit? Because yeah. I, know, I know you're not from LA. So girl, tell us where you're from. Yeah. So, oh my God, you're amazing. Thank you so much. So yeah, I moved from New York City. I was born and raised in the Bronx, single mom in a fifth story walk up and lived in Manhattan most of my life, most of my adult life and moved to LA about seven years ago. I lived in Santa Monica by the beach. It was like everything I ever wanted. And when I moved, I was working in corporate America still and companies, you know, I have come out of the digital media space and I was working for a Spanish language news and entertainment website and they moved me out and they paid for everything. And a year later they closed their office and I was like, okay, what do I do now? So then I got another consulting job and then six months after that, it was like, nope, that's it. And it was really like, ultimately I felt like it was what was in it for me because all along for the last probably 10 years, I have been wanting to do my own thing. I've been wanting to be my own boss. I've been wanting to utilize my experiences to create a life of freedom, but that was also supporting other women in achieving the things that they wanted to achieve in their lives. And for whatever reason, like I literally, I remember that when that consulting gig ended, I got on a plane and like they went to Cabo for a week 
chilled out on the beach and was like, all right, this is it. I'm doing it. I'm never going back to corporate after this. Ooh. Do you remember exactly the point where you said, like, I'm done? The minute they said that they were eliminating that, that spot. Like I was, you know, in a high level executive position. I was the only Latina. Well, probably one. Well, I was the only Latina in a high level executive position at that particular company. I was the only woman at the executive table, at the executive meetings. And, you know, it didn't really surprise me. Like of all the things, like I was kind of the liaison between between all the different departments for what they were doing to go out into the world to, to reach the U.S. Hispanic population. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're eliminating the one person that's an expert in this space, not only by birth, but by culture and by experience and by career. Okay, bye. Like, I just knew at that moment, it was like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to change. Right. And so I couldn't change a table full of men's Mm. experience of me. And so I had to go change the women, not change them, but elevate them. Right. Because I'm not here to change anybody. I'm here to open up and create access, right. To your badassness, you know, (laughs) tell us, how do you create access for women? Yeah. I mean, I think here's the thing. I think one of the things that I think culturally, and you touched on this a little bit earlier is, you know, we're taught certain things in Latinas as a culture, we're taught certain things like we're, you know, we're raised by such powerful women, but those same powerful women are telling us to be calladitas, good little girls, like, you know, be thankful for what you have. Don't want too much, like all this stuff. And I'm here to just like shatter that right now and be like, No. And because I wasn't even born that way. So that thought process didn't even work for me. Like I just posted some baby pictures, like young baby, not baby, but like three, four years old pictures of me, like standing on my great grandparents balcony. And you could see it even in those pictures that like, there was nothing that was going to really hold me back. And even, and I was a really, like, I was a good child, but at the same time, it was like, I would always go against the status quo. And it's like, I didn't reach the levels of success that I did by being calladita. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I want to, I basically walk through a process with my clients that's really looking at what, like reverse engineering, what they ultimately want for themselves. Mm -hmm. Because I think what ends up happening also is that we're also trained and taught by our lineage, by our families, by our grandmothers, by our tias to, you know, do like do for everybody else, like put yourself last. Right. Right. And here I'm saying, no, let's reverse engineer. What do you want? And I literally won't work with you until you get really like, what, like say the thing that's completely crazy, audacious, loquita, and be like, well, actually what I really want to do is go and travel around the world and like not even have an apartment and, you know, what do my eat, pray, love story, like whatever that looks like. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm actually about to embark in that for the second time. And people think I'm crazy, but at the same time, it's like, it's life. Like we get to design it. And so let's take that. Now the the next phase from that is like, once you decide, like, what do you actually want? Then we have to really work on the belief structure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because then, then it's like, oh, well, it's just a dream. Yeah. No, yeah. Let's, it's not a dream. It's, it's actually, it's in you. So if you didn't really want that, you wouldn't even say it. So we get to make it a reality. Right. If people really truly think that they can't attain the things that they have attained. Meanwhile, I'm like, you've done a lot of badass shit in your life. Like you can do anything you want. Right. Right. And then once we get that belief kind of out of the way, we get some proof. 
some quick proof, yeah. right? Whatever that looks like, whether it's that they need to make an extra five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, they apply for a job in a different state, they, you know, file for that divorce that they haven't filed for in such a long time because of the fears that they think whatever's gonna happen, you know, like all these little things are in their life. And then as far as their career, it's really like, okay, start asking for what you want. Yeah. In a way that is powerful and you're taking a stand for yourself, but also makes them believe that it's their idea. Right. There's a way that you can really have that dialogue that everybody wins no matter what's happening so that you can prosper where you're planted. Your energy shifts. You're creating higher production for whatever that role is that you have. And then you can leave on a high note. Because then we create an exit strategy. Okay, so where do I sign up? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I want all that. I want all that. Where do I sign up? (laughs) Yeah, Because I'm sure there's a lot of women that you help that that want that. Well, yeah. and And they just don't know where to even begin. Exactly. And the thing is, is that right now, I mean, so I follow obviously the trends of like, you know, companies and layoffs. And now it's like, there's no trend because it's being created as we speak because of COVID and everything that's happening. And I'm like, I predicted in the middle of August that layoffs and more layoffs and furloughs from big, big companies, right? From the top, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 100, we're going to start in October, and people were like, no, no, no. They always do November. It's fiscal. It's this, it's that. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, October is the month. October is going to be when people. And so this is happening yeah. at an exponential rate. And so you have people that like companies, like major conglomerates that are pulling out, you know, 20, 30, 40% of their workforce. But then when you look at that percentage, the biggest part of that are mid to senior level women. And then those women are of color. Oh my, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now I don't have like, so this is coming from, by the way, and I just want to preface this because I don't want to raise where are those statistics? It's coming from the conversations that I'm having because I am still tapped into many of the companies and clients that I've worked with over the last 20 years of my corporate career. Right. Right. So advertising agencies, publishers, you know, big brands, like all that stuff that they're calling me on a daily basis, you know, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So it's like, now we have to take what I would have done with you for an exit strategy, right. To plan that out. And there's, you know, the people who are still there now being given three times the amount of work to complete. Right. Right. They don't want that either. But like the women who have been furloughed and laid off after 25 years at a major company, it's like, okay, so now instead of an exit strategy, we have to do an actual like business strategy yeah. based on their skill set, based on their knowledge, based on their greatness, and then monetize that today. Yes. And flip that switch and open up the other opportunities for different streams of income. Because that's my, my end all goal is to empower you enough to have enough money in the bank so that you can be your own capital investor and F everybody else. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sign me up for that, please. Can I, can I be on your list? <laughs> Oh my God. So yes, I say yes to all that. You know, the thing that because of your education and your knowledge in the corporate world, you have this infinite value that women are now finally seeking and saying like, wait a minute. Oh my God. I had no idea. I thought this was going to be my forever job. Yeah. And now you find them being laid off Yeah. and they have someone like you. Mm-hmm. to yeah. help them through that. Mm-hmm. So what would be the first thing that you guide them through? 
So, you know what? I think the first thing that I ultimately guide people to, because obviously I position myself as a, a career coach and a corporate executive coach, right? And cash strategist. Like right now, my cash strategy, part of it is the bigger piece of the business. But really the first thing that I do with everybody is create the awareness that we are not compartmentalized beings, right? We're not compartmentalized beings. Just because you're coming to me for a career doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about every aspect of your life because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if this is going on in your work life, right, it's going to disrupt everything else in your life. So it goes back to the question of what do you ultimately want? What do you you want your life to look like when you wake up in the morning on your perfect day? Mm, Yes. On your perfect day, because here's the thing, I am driven. I am a workaholic. I love brainstorming. I love, you know, being in community. I love teaching. I love training. I love speaking, but I can do that from anywhere in the world now. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I don't have to do it from, yeah. I don't have to do it from a board. Laptop life. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, is that I think the other, not only is it a laptop life and people think about it and they're like, oh, they think of like that 20 year old, no you know, girl in a thong bikini, but I'm 50 (laughs) years old. I'm 50 years old. And this is the second time around that I'm about to go do this in terms of the first time I remember taking a hiatus between two big companies that I worked for. I took a year off to travel around the world and whatever. And that was in my late thirties, early forties. This time I'm truly becoming the laptop lifestyle entrepreneur that's nomadic that will be able to be in the world and then just have the experiences you know and some people will be like well I don't you know I have kids I have this I have that it's like what I'm doing doesn't mean that that's what you have to do but whatever it is that you really truly want we can create it right right we can create it oh my god so this nomadic lifestyle I kind of am into that I'm thinking (laughs) so this is the second time so yeah please discuss like what are the plans yeah so you know what like the last time I did it I actually wasn't work like I chose not to work the last time I chose to fully travel Mm -hmm. and that was amazing because I was just I paid myself I I created a plan that paid myself a salary and then gave me a travel allowance and so I chose not to right this time around I have uh, several different places that are safe to travel to that I know people in, that I won't be alone, that I can stay in for a month at a time. So my my goal is a 30-day periods, if not more, 30 to 45-day periods in one place. Like I'm fully integrated. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, I have a bunch of different places on the list. I have a bunch of different places that are safe to travel to. I have a bunch of different places that have people in it. And once I get my passport renewed and it comes back to me, then I'll be like, okay, this is a solid plan. No, um, no, I was literally ready to leave in November and I looked at my passport and I'm like, dang it, it's so expired. And so I did an expedited service, but, but I literally have started planting seeds. Like I started thinking, and here's a funny thing. You want to hear the funny thing? Sure, please. I shared it with my mom a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I, Angie, you know, like, mom, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, she thinks it's irresponsible. And she's like, but you know what? You were always this way. She's like, you were born to be a traveler. And so that for me, and I don't have, I, I wasn't blessed with children, but I have lots of nieces and nephews and friends, kids and whatever. And I'm like, look at your kids right now. Like go and turn around, look at your kids right now and think about, 
what, when they were born, what did you used to say? You know, five years old, 10 years old, 15, however old they are, look at them and say, wow, because that's going to ultimately be like what they want to do later. And then think about it. I just did a post today, actually. I was like, what did you want to be when you, when you were a kid? What, what did you want to be when you grew up? Of course, I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> I wanted to be what a pilot. Travel. I wanted to travel. I wanted to, I wanted to do all those things. It was like, I would wake up in the morning and be like, mom, where are we going today? She's like, just school. I'm like, no, 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 no. Where in the world are we going today? <laughs> and my parents weren't world travelers. They didn't even have passports. So where did I get that from? Huh. I was literally born with the travel bug. Yeah. Like, it's like, I cannot be, and I threatened my family. Like my mom wanted to do a, a quinceanera and a sweet 16. And I was like, I don't want that, that stuff. I don't want that. And she's like, well, what do you want? I was like, give me the money and let me go away. <laughs> so I went to, for my sweet 16, I was in Spain. I was in Spain, Italy, and Switzerland. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. to at that early age. Yes. At that early age to yeah. just know and ask for that. And, you know, I think that all that to say, all that to say is that everything that got us to where we are today mm, yeah. was a construct of who we should be. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that's a download if I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a construct <laughs> of who we should be. And guess what? Not even coming from us. It's coming from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Our parents, our friends, the school, our teachers, the community, like, oh my God, you know, like even when I moved from New York to LA, people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you're going over there. What did they say? They said something like, um, cop out or something. I have no idea. And I was just like, are you kidding me? I'm going to live at the beach. Like, mm, I think it's like a a break. A cop out. (laughs) Right? Like something crazy. I was just like, but really like when you think about it from that, from that perspective, it's like, oh, oh, okay. I can actually want certain things and do certain things. And it's because it's been embedded in me from conception. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, here's the thing. Don't tell people. So I'm telling you guys, this, <laughs> but I'm barely telling my mom, my dad, my sister, like I'm not telling my immediate family. I love them to death. They're my biggest fans, but they're also my biggest naysayers with the Yes. Yeah. Don't tell them. Don't yeah. tell people. Don't be, tell them. Really, be really careful about who you tell your dreams to because there are dream killers out there and not because they're being malicious and not because my mother doesn't yeah. love me or whatever, but because their own fears and their own dreams were right. never, their own fears were like heightened and their own dreams were never cultivated. Right. Right. They were. And so watch. it's, it's like, you know, we can't teach an old dog new tricks and, and I'm here to say, yes, you can. I'm 50 and I'm about to do it now. <laughs> so. You know, you're in the second quadrant of life. Yeah, much. Yeah, the I mean, second half's the best half. That's right. <laughs> I'm there. I'm right there with you. I'm there with you. So I say that as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, my transition. Like I'm. A, yes, I've been a lawyer now for 20 years, but like that role as a litigator has not resonated with me in years. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like I'm I'm done. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I feel and like I bet. That. Yeah. And I bet if you deconstructed how you got to that point, mm-hmm. it had nothing to do about you, your wants, your dreams, or your desires. Right. For the most part. For the most if part. If you really deconstructed it from like, I mean, I would go as far back as you could possibly go. Like really sit in that contemplation and examination of from ages zero to, I'll give you until 10, zero to 10, 
really like do the work, light a candle, get some incense, un poquito de agua florida, and spray yourself down and be like, who was I? Palo Santo. Un palo santo. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, for me, I wanted to be a fashion designer and I just, my dream got killed because... And you're super cute. You are so <laughs> super cute. <laughs> Like, you know, it's just like the things that we tell ourselves. Because I did tell myself, which, of course, the legal brain just squashed that uh, creative. Uh, you don't know how to draw. You don't know how to sketch. Like, who who are you to think that you could be a fashion designer? Isn't that crazy? Like, as a little girl, that's what I was thinking. But I was smart, and I did very well in school. So mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the next best thing? Yeah, yeah. The next best thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is not. <laughs> like, okay. And this I'm going to make pretty dresses to like, I want to wear blue suits. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to, what? There was a disconnect. <laughs> yeah. So but, funny. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, just, it's not, it's like. Well, it's like, here's the thing. I mean, my sister's a physical therapist, right? I worked in advertising my whole life. Right. right. I was traveling. I was, I was taking clients out. I was doing all this stuff, but in my family's eyes, she was a doctor, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Which, you know, now you have to be a doctor of physical therapy. And so she was a doctor. She was, she's the one that made it and, and nothing against my sister or physical therapist and all the education that they have to actually go through and all the degrees and all the schooling and certifications and all that. But I was making 10 times the amount of money she was and nobody knew what I did. Yeah. And I was like, because I sold air. I was in digital media before digital media was like a thing. Right. You know, and so, you know, I had commission checks that were people's annual salaries. So, you know, it's, so that leads me to the other aspect of like, you know, so many people, women and women of color who have achieved a high level of success in their corporate construct, right, mm -hmm. are now shackled to that's the way it gets, has to be. And I don't have another 25 years to go from zero to a half a million dollars. Wow. And so we deconstruct that as well, because that's a belief system as well that I deconstruct because there are ways and avenues to generate multiple streams of income at a really high level with the right system and the right strategy. But the belief system will always get in the way if you're not open to that shift and that change. Because I'm working with people right now that, you know, came from corporate that started other ideas, platforms, services, and went from, you know, last year doing $40,000 for the whole year and this year doing $400,000. Ooh, wow. In 12 months. With working with you. Well, yeah, with working with me, with working in team, with working with different ideas, with, yeah. So, you know, the opportunity is there for people who take it. And sometimes it's like, oh, they don't believe that, you know, people are like, well, I don't, I don't believe that it's for me in yeah. that way. And so my, I think the biggest thing that I would say to anybody that's listening is to really think about is what you're doing up until now working for you and working for the future you. Right. Right. Is it going to get you there? And are you being complacent and settling and saying, oh, well, it's not going to happen anyway, because then it's like, then I don't want to work with you. But if you're like, there has to be a better way and it might not look like what I want it to look like or what I expect it to look like, but I'm willing to take a shot. 
Right. If you're willing to take a shot and you're a go-getter and you're like, you know what? I've got a lot more to give to the world than what I've done so far. Let's go. Oh my God. Amen. <laughs> totally. I am in agreement <laughs> with you because it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, you have to really deconstruct the mindset because we've been so programmed for so many years mm-hmm. that it's really, I mean, it's challenging, but it can be done. Oh yeah. Deconstructed. Yeah. I'm so happy that you are do, you're in this space and that you yeah. are this like badass Latina who <laughs> is helping other Latinas. Mm-hmm. Now tell me, are your clients all from the corporate side or are they, are they, um, So I have most, it's almost all corporate. It's women of color. So I work with mostly Latinas. I have Indian, I have African-American. I have, you know, I pretty much have every culture, but the dominant culture is going to be the the Latinas and African-American. I have everything from uh, mostly advertising executives. Then I have economics, someone that's high in economics and military women that are amazing. So the military women are really fun because it's like, go do this. They're like, yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And what's really amazing is that usually like, you know, you think like, you know, somebody, a woman, a Latina in the Air Force and the Marines, whatever, it's like, and they want something that's completely polar opposite to the, what they chose in that, when they chose that thing, right? The military path, but there's something in their brain that can like click over much quicker because they take it and I'm he- not here again. I'm not here to give you orders or tell you what to do. I really want to open up that container with you. But in the way they take it is like, oh, it's, it's like a directive. And yeah. so they do it. So they take the act. They're fast action takers is basically right. what they are. Right. So well, they become really, yeah. yeah, they've been trained to be that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You won't survive if you don't act. Exactly. If you don't take action, then I mean, if yeah, I mean, I'm a super fast action taker, and it's, it's intimidating to many people. But I'm like, it's it's also just me, right? Yeah. It's like it's me. Nobody else is taking care of me. I don't have a sugar daddy. I don't have, like, <laughs> you know, I don't have. I mean, I and also I don't have kids. My my bunny rabbit passed away a couple months ago. You know, I know my little guy, and so why wouldn't I take action? I'm not going to sit around and watch like the bachelorette, you know, no offense to them, but whatever. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, entertainment is cool sometimes, but it's not, yeah. it's not going to pay the bills. No, 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 no. I mean, and I think we have a tremendous opportunity to, I think right now with everything that's going on and with the elections and the, you know, president elect and vice president elect, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, I know, you know, I know. And I think the really the the yes is more so for women of color to truly step into like we still have work to do. Oh yeah. And if you do not consider yourself to be some sort of impact and influence in your community, in your families, like I wanna tell you right now, it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to achieve a lot of the change that we want to see? You get to make a lot more money. I get to make a lot more money because ultimately the pathway to the change that we want to create and the impact we want to make in other women's lives is going to be when we eliminate finances as a concern Mm -hmm. and we have it in excess to be able to give back and do the things that we want to do. 
right? So it's like, if I want to open a fund, you know, start an organization, which is one of my plans is to start an organization for women who are in their mid to senior level, who really do need a little extra support, whose husbands have walked out on them. These are all real stories. Yeah. This is exactly, and that they, you know, they lost all their money in the stock market or whatever, because they didn't quite have the information that they needed. It's not that they're not smart. It's that like, we're sometimes the first generation of even learning and having this kind of access. Right. And so my organization that I'm planning on opening, uh, you know, I, I get to sit down and really like map that out is, is really, really to like create the space financially, because I think that is where we create all the change and that money is not a bad thing. Money gets to be talked about. We get to make a lot of it. Like I know. And even to this day, even to this day with all, I mean, I've bought my mom cars. I've taken them on vacations. I've done like you know, all this stuff. Y todavía they'll be like, ¿Qué te cree? <laughs> you just need enough. I'm like, mommy, enough for you and enough for me is two totally different things. <laughs> so don't like, and you know, and, and it's just because she doesn't, you know what I mean? She knows up until a certain, you can only rise to that in which you've been exposed. Exactly. I have had a blessed life to have been exposed to an exorbitant amount of money that I never knew in my whole entire life that I could ever make. Because when I entered into the digital media space, Yahoo and AOL were the only two companies around in the digital media space. So can oh, you imagine? Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm old <laughs> now you have every you know every person's creating a digital media company right. I started when it wasn't so you can just imagine like I couldn't take orders fast enough <sighs> wow. right right so what do we do with that right what at that time in my life I didn't know what to do with that I didn't know that I could create like whatever I was you know I mean I would walk into Louis Vuitton and Prada and you know buy a Mercedes and I bought a house cash and like, like great stuff silly things some of them silly some of them crazy some of them like outrageous right took a year off to, my point is is that we get to now shift the paradigm of yes. what this actually opens up for us and that it's not just for people that are up here that we get to take the lower middle class middle class and bring them up and the people who are doing well with their like six figures, it's like, okay, let's make it seven. Why not? Like if you're already at six, it's just another zero. <laughs> yes. I love that. I Sign mean, me up. Sign me up. Not <laughs> that, it's not that much more effort. It's not that much more effort. It's that mindset is not allowing you to surpass where you've been. Because, oh, you're doing good. Aren't you satisfied with that? We're taught to be satisfied down here. Yeah. You're just a little bit above. Like, what would you be able to do up here, right? Way above. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> internet level. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true. Eliminate the finances as a concern. You said it so well. If we just said, you know, what would your best self be without mm-hmm. money, like what, don't even have a limitation on the money. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't dare to dream. Mm-hmm. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't dare to dream. Yep. And if we do, we just right away, oh, but I can't see myself at owning a beach house. Yeah. And you can. And you can. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it all starts with that whole mindset shift. Like you breaking those cultural barriers, that, that mindset of lack scarcity, Mm -hmm. 
And what is it supposed to look like? Yes, yes. How is it supposed to happen? Or the time in which it's supposed to take? Mm-hmm. So many things. Ah, demasiado. <laughs> <laughs> but can be done, but can be done, but can be done, but can, it be, can done. be done. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love this conversation. So as we are um, transitioning here, I mean, mm-hmm. I always uh, ask my guests, my badass Latina amigas, <laughs> what can you tell amigas out there? One or two things, how they can handle their shit. What will work? What is like that you must, you must do yeah. this? Ooh, I just got chills because I'm in my next level up. I'm in my next level up. Like these last 48 hours, you got me on fire because I'm literally my next level up. So I'm constantly, like, you must be aware, number one, to handle your shit, you must always be growing. Mm, Yes. You must always be focused on growth. Yeah. Yeah. You must always be focused on growth. And I think too many of us, it's like, oh, we hit that goal. Okay, we're good. And then we just like, you know, nos ponemos para we hang out, whatever, right? Yes. No, you can't focus on just the goal. You have to focus on the growth. Because if you're focused on the growth, the goals will keep on getting knocked off. You'll mm-hmm. keep on doing them, right? Yes. So that's number one. It's really that like, because once you focus on the growth too, then everything shifts, everything changes. Yes. And then yeah. write it down, write your big audacious thing down and put it where you can see it. It's so cliche. Everybody says it, but how many of you actually do it? Right. When I wrote down, let me tell you this, this is how fast it works. I said out loud at an event that I was at about nine and a half years ago, I said at an event, I'm like, what's your big dream? And I just like, they walked up to me with a microphone in their hand. <laughs> Right in my face, and I was like, "No hiding." Um, and I, I'm super good impromptu, and I'm like, "My dream is to move to a place that I can walk to the beach every day, and out my window are huge palm trees." <laughs> and you got no it. lie. The next, like, within that next six months, the conversations about moving here, like, opened up. I was at my boss's house, and she's like, "The West Coast person." Uh, resigned. We need somebody there. Do you know anybody? I was like, yeah, me. I didn't, I was divorced. I didn't have kids. I was, I'm like me. Five weeks later, I was here. Nice. Five weeks later, I was here. Yeah. So dream that big dream. Put yourself in that house. If that's what you want, put yourself in that dream house. Put yourself in that dream car. Put yourself in that country or that island or, you know, people are like, I just want to try, you want to go stay in one of those, you know, bungalows over the beach that's in the, you know, the things in the Maldives. Do it. Imagine yourself, put pictures all over your house. Yes. The more you're looking at it and then you're seeing it and you're seeing it. Like I laugh. My big thing is I want a Bentley convertible continental. And you can. White on white. And I laugh because every time I leave my house, there's one driving by, there's one parked on the corner. (laughs) And I laugh. I'm like, okay, mama. I was like, okay, I see you. Like right. All my angels, God, like the universe, the light, they're all saying, here you go. Here's right here. Yeah. It's there. It's right there. So. There, hop on. Yeah, when I get back to my, my nomadic lifestyle, I'll get there the car. I'm going to get the car before I go. It's going to be right in front of your place. It's exactly. Right in front of your place. Just so I literally on. went to some, some friend's house the other day and there was one park right in front. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, can it be even crazier? I mean, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's just little things. And I think, and it's also understanding that it's like, you know, it's like, and because you're still going to have the question. So it's got to be something that it's like, what is the significance? The significance for me isn't the fact that it's a $200,000 car. The significance for me is that I've created my empire that if I can, I could, you know, if I could, I would. And 
if I didn't want to, that's okay too. And I could use that money in anything because I probably wouldn't even get it. And I probably go and invest it in a school or invest it in something else, or I do both. Why not? Why not? Why not? Right. Why so not? it's options. Yeah. It's that we're opening up the option yes. instead of closing the option and of no possibility. There's endless possibilities. Endless possibilities. And, you know, stop putting contingencies on it. Oof. Oof. That, that's one of the things that I, like, I feel, at least one of my mantras is be contingent less. Yeah. Like, not, oh, when I become this, yeah. then I can get that. So this is, so I love that you just said that because I have this thing and I always have to write it down, right? Because that, right, that methodology is that when we have it, right? Yes. Be, do, have, have, do, be. Have, do, be, right? So you're going to have the thing already. So then you can do more stuff and then you'll be it. Right. Right. Yes. Here I'm saying, just be it. Be, be it. happy, right? Then right. do the things that'll make you happy, right? right? That are in alignment with who you're being. And then you can have anything you want. Yes, exactly. Precisely. I completely agree. And cherry on top is that it doesn't have to be this or that. It can be this and this. Yes. Yes. That's one of the things that I feel like, you know, why is it that I have to have contingencies? Like, no, no, we don't need contingencies. (laughs) Like that's like a shackle. Yeah. A shackle for movement. And I feel that a person that has a growth mindset will reject that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Reject. Absolutely. I love your tip on growth. Yes. And write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is so amazing. I like, I always say, I'm like, God, can I just have like a full on like day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I do do VIP days. So <laughs> we bang it I love the IP days. The IP days, we are powering through. So, you know, I do do those. So, <laughs> God, well, I love so much what you're doing and, and that you're going to go and be a nomadic very soon. But before you become a nomadic, I'd love to see you because we yes. live in the same neighborhood from crying out loud. I know. We got to gotta make it happen. Absolutely. So amigas out there, oh my God, our beautiful friend, Angie, follow her. You'll um, have her information in our show notes. She's an amazing woman. She not only a nomadic, but she is a badass. So <laughs> follow her. We'll have everything on the show notes and I can't wait to see you physically, which we need to do Yes, if I haven't seen you and, and our amigas out there, watch out. She's big. She's big time and watch out because guess what? You need to change your growth mindset Mm -hmm. and uh, beautiful tip. Thank you so much, Angie. You're welcome. You're welcome. So (laughs) glad to have you here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.